welcome, welcome, one and all to another edition of Triple Threat here on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, online at kcou.fm, and on your phone, on the go, on the TuneIn app. My name is Kyle Jones, I am joined, as always, by Cole Tusing and Chance Stickler. Boys, how you doing? Cole, you go first. You know, I'm doing, you know, pretty good, you know, so far this, you know, this, excuse me, not Monday morning, Thursday morning. I don't, I don't know why I thought Monday, but... It's been a long week. Yeah, it has been a long week, but, you know, can't wait to talk more sports. And, you know, my Chicago Bears got a huge win against the Washington Redskins, you know, blew up Case Keenum, so I'm happy about that. I mean, that's not that hard. Chance, how you doing? Pretty much the same story every single week, you know. Uh, school's continuing to bite me in the butt, but, hey, isn't it all? Yeah, I mean, um, that's just cool. No, it's always good to be back here in the studio to... Talk a little college football in the NFL, though, as we approach the weekend. Yes, it is always great. And we start with something uh, not sports related, but I really I, I think it's funny. And I think after a long week that's been kind of, frankly, for me, at least stressful um, and not very rewarding. Um, we, we need a little bit of funny. Um, so so before we go on, this is this is a tweet from CNN. And I'm only going to read the headline. I'm not even going to get into it, but I just want to have a good laugh. A United Airlines flight was diverted to Denver, Colorado last night to free a passenger who was stuck in the in-flight bathroom. That's um, <laughs> quite an interesting I headline. Don't, I don't, that is not sports-related. It's nothing to do with the what, air, what airport was it coming from? I, let, me, let me actually dig into this story a little bit. Let, let's do some real journalism and figure out what happened here. Um, let's see. So the flight was going from Washington D.C. to San Francisco. Okay. Um, and according so across, so across the ac- across, across the country. country, according to a United Airlines statement, quote, the lavatory door became inoperative. A female passenger was trapped inside. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's terrible. No comment. Let's move on to college football, though, Kyle. Yeah, it's a great week for college football. I mean, Mizzou's off, but there's some fun games to talk about. Got a little American Athletic Conference tonight. We got Navy taking on Memphis in the Liberty Bowl Stadium. Of course, Memphis does not have their own stadium. They use the Liberty Bowl, um, and it makes sense. I mean, Memphis is not big enough to have two football stadiums, so it makes sense for Memphis to use the Liberty Bowl. Um... But, yeah, that game against Navy is going to be interesting. Um, Memphis, a team that's always pretty good in the AAC. Navy undefeated currently. Um, Memphis is also undefeated, 3-0. and uh, Just came off a big win over Southern Alabama, 42-6. The week before, they beat in Southern, 55-24. And the week, you know, first week, they opened the season with a huge win. Like, in terms of that program, one of the biggest wins that Memphis has had in a while uh, beating Ole Miss 50, 15 to 10. Um, so if, if I'm, you know, I'm not a betting man, but I was, um, I would definitely take the Memphis Tigers here. They got, you know, 10 and a half favorites. I think that's fair. Yeah. Oh, you know, take Memphis here as well, especially when you consider, you know, Navy, you know, look at who they beat. They just came off a huge win, 42 to 10 against Eastern Carolina, which that's a team that is never going to be relevant, yeah. honestly. So especially Memphis at home, give me Memphis here. Yeah. I'm going a different route. I'm going Navy. Oh. I'm going Navy because every time Navy and Army play each other, Navy always seems to impress me. Um, they, they're they a very – they're not uh, known for their football program, obviously. It's because it's Navy. I mean, they're not really known for any athletic Correct. program. Except exactly. maybe exactly. Like rowing, I exactly. guess. Exactly. 
I think Navy's one of those teams that people people often just just like throw out of a pile. And I get it; it's not like like you said, an athletic program. But they always seem to produce pretty quality talent on I mean, the gridiron. Yeah. I mean, when you think about what the Naval Academy is, I mean, all those guys are, are getting prepared to serve in our country's which I Navy. Think is, which I think is phenomenal that well, they're also a, playing a, football be, at the same of, time. And so because of that, not only are they, are they you know, beefing up and, you know, staying on a strict diet and trying to, you know, be prepared for football. They're all, they also have to be in you know great physical shape. I was just going to say the, con- the conditions these guys exactly. have to, so, so to abide by it, it is makes, incredible. It makes perfect sense why Navy would you know produce great prospects. My only issue with taking Navy here is that Memphis has you know played and thoroughly beaten um, better opposition. They they they've played better opposition in the form of Ole Miss and they won that game. And then the now, and then Southern. And so you know, Southern and then South Alabama, inferior, of course, but they they steamrolled them. Meanwhile, Navy's only two games are against Holy Cross and Eastern Carolina. Not good. I don't think they've gotten prepped enough. I think Memphis is going to win at home. Uh, take the Tigers. Moving on, Friday matchups. There's, I mean, there's a few games to look at. Arizona State Cal is going to be interesting because Cal is the last undefeated team in the Pac-12. Um, and with that Pac-12 after dark on a Friday night, Lord, you never know what's going to happen. I think Cal will be fine. They're playing at home. Cole, you think they're going to be all right? Arizona State Cal here. That's a interesting pick because... Honestly, you know, has Cal as, you know, the 15th in the nation, which personally, I don't even think that will hold that much longer. But yeah, they'll lose soon. So, honestly, Cal lost to Colorado. Excuse me. Cal beat my upset pick last week when they went into Ole Miss and beat them. Meanwhile, Arizona State lost to Colorado. But meanwhile, Arizona State did beat Michigan State, so give me the Sun Devils here. Oh, you're going with the Devils. All right. I can't go. The only California school I have to pick is USC. USC yeah. yeah. Cal's not uh, Cal's not going to lose this game. They're they're in the top 20. They're 4-0. It's at home. They're a 4.5-point favorite. They're not losing this I ball will game. tell you. I will tell you that um, while I do believe Cal will win this football game, they should have potentially lost to Ole Miss. Um, Pac-12 referees did come out and make a statement that they ruled incorrectly. Or, or rather, oh, wow. Ruled correctly. No, never mind. I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> the big controversy was that everyone thought they had ruled wrong and that Ole Miss should have had a touchdown like the final 30 seconds and had like a chance to make a two-point conversion and win. Turns out the Pac-12 is saying that their refs ruled correctly. So I guess Cal did, you know, deserve to win. They got, they got their stuff. Um, I mean, other than that, Friday... Penn State, Maryland might be fun, but I mean, moving on, we're gonna let's talk about the Big Twelve, Texas Tech and the Sooners. Yep, and this one—that's a tight matchup. Not really in Nor in Norman, in Norman. I I don't see anything except a Sooner win. Sooners are favored by twenty-seven. I I mean, definitely regret saying that. It's, it's twenty-seven and a half points. 20, I mean, not even twenty-seven and a half. I mean, the spread consensus is twenty-seven in favor of the Sooners. I know Texas Tech, you know, isn't you know that bad of a program, but take a look at this. Oklahoma averages fifty-six points and nearly seven hundred yards of offense per game. Yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, that's Big Twelve offense, right? I mean, there. Meanwhile, Tech only averages just over thirty and then five hundred yards per. Game. I mean. Tech might keep it a game for yeah. like the first quarter, but it, I expect I expect the Sooners. You know, Jalen Hurts is gonna just I, pull this thing away. Speaking of Hurts, I was gonna ask you guys: Have you guys gotten to see him play a lot as an Oklahoma Sooner, not in the Crimson Tide uniform? 
I I mean, I've so been far, to catch, you know, the so Oklahoma far games. He's been, so far, he's been impressive. 49 yeah. for 61, 880 yards, nine touchdowns. I mean, the guy's... The guy's moving like a you know like a bat mm. out of hell. I I I mean he's looking so good. All good signs. It's it's great signs. Good. Um, this is going to be the early kickoff, 11 a.m. I don't think that's going to impact anything, no. frankly. Um, I mean Sooners in Norman. How can you pick against the Sooners in Norman? But no, to you know answer Chance's question before we move on to maybe a Big Ten matchup or something. I you know have you know gotten to watch you know Jalen Hurts in this Oklahoma Sooner uniform, especially that. Houston Oklahoma game and he has looked phenomenal. I think if Trevor Lawrence or Tua wasn't as great as they are, I think Jalen Hurts would be the favorite to win the Heisman. I I think that there's a fair shot there. There's what, a fair shot over there. Over the guy from Clemson. Tua, uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. If yeah. Trevor Lawrence was if Trevor Lawrence wasn't, you know, bas- basically uh, a God. Yeah, basically here's the deal, Chance. Tua and Trevor are the two favorites. It's going to be a battle for those two. But in the event that those guys like fall off a cliff, Jalen Hurts is your favorite. So only through week five, you guys think that those are the only two candidates right now that are sitting at the top of the throne yeah. for Heisman. Yeah. I think okay. there's a Despite, few upset picks, but there's those are the so main much, two. Yeah. There is so much more football to be played. There's a lot, but I mean, the way the Heisman voting works. Right, the way, what do you have? How many finalists are there typically? There's, there's three, three finalists. Three. And the way, the way so there's that, only going to be one yeah. more guy that adds well, to that and list. And the way that the voting works and the way that you know the media has surrounded now, I think since probably Tim Tebow. It is a quarterback award now. It is. It, it basically. It's not supposed to, but it has become the award that goes to the best quarterback. I mean, look who look who's won it in the past since Tebow, Johnny Manziel, Baker yep. Mayfield. You know, like you, you got all these guys, Kyler Murray. You know who? You know they're the best quarterback. There should be a best quarterback award, and the Heisman should be for best general player. Um, but it has become the de facto best quarterback award. Next up, we're going to shoot over to the Big Ten, Northwestern, Cole's backyard, and then they will travel to Scotty. Wisconsin no. to play the Badgers of, like I said, Wisconsin, the number eight. Um, Wisconsin's heavily favored in this oh, one, 24 I mean, and a half points. I mean, so, have, you, uh, have you been watching Wisconsin football, Chance? I have not. Oh, my gosh. I have not watched the Big watch, Ten game yet. Watch Wisconsin football. They smacked <laughs> Michigan in the first half, at least. Michigan got a little bit of fight in the second half, wound up losing 35-40, but they smacked Michigan. They had, a, uh, they had a 10-quarter streak Wisconsin did where they did not allow an opponent to score. I want to see if Cole's going to bleed purple or bleed red here. That's my question. I mean, so pretty much this is going to be my take (laughs) as much as I would love Northwestern (laughs) to go into camp Randall and beat them. I'm a realist here. Wisconsin beat Michigan. Jonathan Taylor is, you know, as we were going off up at the Heisman stuff, Jonathan Taylor is a fine he's, candidate for the Heisman. Yeah, I mean, in terms and of best running back, he's the best running back in the NCAA right now. Let's just take a look at Northwestern here. Hunter Johnson, you're throwing one touchdown, four interceptions. Oh, my God. You were the number one overall prospect. You were the number one QB in the class with Tua Tugavaloa. You transfer from Clemson. You just—he did not look great at all. The receivers didn't help at all. The O line didn't look good against Michigan State. So the call, whole team didn't it's play well. What you well. call falling off a cliff? So I would give me Wisconsin here. Yeah, on, on, I think I'm Wisconsin. I think we're pretty comfortable with Badger Nation here in the studio. Moving on, we're going to talk about another 11 a.m. kickoff. Rutgers will visit Ann Arbor to face. Harbaugh's Wolverines, they're number 20th. That's a 1-2 and two team visiting a 2-1 and one team. 
Um, what do you guys, your thoughts on Michigan so far? I mean, they've been underwhelming, um, especially against Wisconsin. They look terrible. Um, but they're not as bad as, like, they're not, you know, they're not lose to Rutgers bad. You yeah. know? Like, you got to be. Very few teams you, are lose to Rutgers. You've got to be, like, very specifically terrible to be lose to Rutgers bad. They almost lost to Army. Arguably should have lost to Army. They should be a one and two team. But, I mean, they're not, they're not lose to Rutgers bad. It may be an Army. In, excuse me. In Ann Arbor. But I'm going to go with Rutgers here. You're going with the Scarlet Knights. Because how Jim Harbaugh, I mean, chances say this many times, I haven't believed him, but now I'm starting to ride on that train. Jim Harbaugh riding that program is not going well right now. And I no. think they may have to cut ties eventually. Uh, no. Yeah, it, not, I, Give my two cents in real quick before I let Kyle take this one away. I think Michigan beats Rutgers by three touchdowns. I think that's fair. Your point. I was going to say, they will beat Rutgers, but my deal is this. Harbaugh was hired to win national championships. He's not doing that. Uh, he doesn't even. He doesn't even look like he's close to doing that. If your head coach is not meeting the expectations set by his salary and by you know what was said he was supposed to do when he was hired, you should cut ties. Harbaugh has not even come close. Yeah, and he's getting and we, paid. We, we a, talked about this last yeah, week we too. Did. And he's getting paid a heck of a lot to not do what he was supposed to do. Moving on down the line, we're going to talk a bit of SEC football, the Texas A&M Aggies, and the uh, struggling Arkansas Razorbacks. As we noted before the show started, they lost to San Jose State, correct? Yep, San Jose State in Fayetteville. The the Aztecs or am I? Yes. Okay. No, wait, no. No. Spartans. I'm so close. San Diego (laughs) State's the Aztecs. Um, Cole, Kyle, uh, anything that Arkansas... Can muscle out at home? No. And they're not even at home. Oh, they're in Arlington. Sorry. Yeah, they're, yep. they're, they're playing in Arlington. Jerry's World. Yeah, Jerry's World. Um, Ags always play well in Jerry's World. And, the, and especially the past few years, the Aggies have steamrolled the Razorbacks. Um, identical records, but that really should not be how you assess this football game because the Aggies' two losses are to Clemson and Auburn. And Arkansas's two losses are oh, to San Jose State. State and some other team that's like not good. <laughs> not Hold even on. not even equivalent to who exactly. Not even equivalent to Texas AM. Clemson, are you serious? If Clemson played Arkansas tomorrow, it would be sixty four to zero. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I don't mean, care if they're playing I don't care if they're playing on a basketball court or a gridiron. It'd be disgusting to watch. The, yeah. The Aggies are are favored twenty three and a half. I think that's more than fair. It should be a three score game. Do I think you, we can all agree though that A&M is quality football. A&M is great quality football. They, they were saddled with a terrible schedule in terms of, like, having to play the best teams in the nation. But, um, you know, they're going to they're gonna kill. Cole, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I definitely, you know, agree with what Kyle's, you know, said, especially him as the A&M fan. But give me the axe here, especially that lost Auburn. In my opinion, Auburn is a true contender for a New Year's Six Bowl. And if certain teams fall off, they may be in the running for the college football playoff. All right, next up, we're going to talk about Cole, another Cole team, uh, the Trojans of USC um, and Washington, a nice matchup out on the West Coast. Uh, Kyle, we'll start with you. Uh, your thought on the Huskies and the Trojans. These are very interesting teams, and I say this because like USC just had that, uh, that win over Utah, and so they're looking good. Meanwhile, Washington, I don't want to say fallen off, but I mean, they've kind of fallen off a bit. 
the ex- the expectations for Washington after last season were quite high, um, and they haven't met them. Identical records. USC, once again, just beat what was the number 10 team in the nation in Utah. They have a win against 23 Stanford. They have that nice win over Fresno State. Lost to BYU, but that was in Provo, and that was BYU coming off of that great win against Tennessee. Um, So BYU had all the momentum there. Meanwhile, Washington, I mean, they just beat BYU in Provo. So, I mean, there's your measuring stick. Maybe Washington might have the edge. Uh, But they lost to Cal. Yeah, two really good football teams. They're both three and one. Yep. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. This game is being played in Washington, and for that reason, I take the Huskies. Yeah, I think I'm gonna ride the same train. Cole, are you gonna pick your Trojans, or do you think uh, they don't escape Husky Stadium with a win? Even though it is being played in Washington, and Easton, of course, is you know a transfer quarterback, and he's played very quality football so far. And the quarterback situation, you know, due to injuries, has shuffled all over. Yeah, you got fake, don't you? Yeah, there's been at least three quarterback changes due to injuries so far. So, but I have to go with USC here. I, I have to go with my family blood here. Is that your upset of the week? Um, actually, no, it's not my upset. Mm, not, interesting. Not on our list of games that we were going to talk about. I want to talk about the Cavaliers and Notre Dame. That's an eighteen ten matchup. Why are you? It's a two thirty ball game because mm. that's a good game. It's a great game. One but... team's a four zero. One team's two and one. Notre Dame put up a hell of a fight against. Well, see, but look, look who Virginia's beaten though. All right, Virginia doesn't even stomp Old Dominion. It's 28-17. They beat FSU, which is not an accomplishment. They beat William & Mary at home, once again, not an accomplishment. And they they started the season with with a road win against Pitt, once again, not an accomplishment. So, yeah, they're 4-0, but they're 4-0 against, like, the bottom of the barrel. Meanwhile, Notre Dame, 2-1, their their only loss is to number 3 Georgia. And, yeah, yeah, Georgia looked looked good in that game, right? But Notre Dame... Beat Louisville, beat New Mexico, and they steamrolled New Mexico. Yeah. I, I, you gotta go with Notre Dame. It's it's not like yeah, it's but you can't get, you can't not credit. I know the, I mean, and yeah. I know the competition is different, but you can't not credit a four and zero team. Yeah, credit a four and zero team, but they're they're four and zero against the bottom of the barrel. You know, Notre Dame is yeah. favored by twelve and a half. I think that's fair. I almost see Notre Dame winning by two scores. This, to me, this is not a question. Okay, we're gonna move on. We're gonna go back, jump back to the SEC, Auburn and Mississippi State. Anything that. Uh, jumps out of you guys about this one? No, Auburn's going to win. I think Auburn's going to win, too. Like I said before, I think Auburn is a very quality SEC and maybe college football playoff team. Yeah. No, I, uh, I definitely agree. Auburn's got uh, their 10.5-point favorite. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of hard it's in Auburn. to lose. That's it's, what it's, I was going to say. The 4-0, they're playing down in Alabama. Um, so I think we all can agree uh, Auburn runs away with this one. I think a pretty evenly matched up game, South Carolina and Kentucky. Oh, that well, so that'll be interesting. Because South Carolina gave Mizzou a f- I think South fight. Carolina, I think South Carolina's in free fall, and I think Kentucky, okay. Kentucky at least has a little bit of their wits about them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my take on that, um, because you know South Carolina looked abysmal against Missouri. Kentucky is two and two, so they're not yeah, doing. That's true. They're not doing much better, but their losses were against Mississippi State and Florida. Um, and the Mississippi State game was on the road. Um, I I think Kentucky's the better team here. Missouri's defense. Let's let's Missouri's defense, defense against we'll, Polinsky. We'll, five five sacks against we'll Polinsky. We'll get into that uh, yeah. when we uh, when we get to talking about Mizzou. Um, South Carolina is favored by three here. This is my upset of the week. Kentucky. I take I yeah. take Kentucky over South Carolina here. 
Cole, what do you think about this game? It's going to be played in South Carolina, and, you know, sure, South Carolina looked not too bad, but also not too good against Missouri last week. But both teams, obviously Mizzou fans, have to consider because just beat South Carolina and Kentucky. Mizzou is traveling down to Kroger Field eventually, so you want to keep an eye on Kentucky as well. But Kentucky's not the team they used to be. Kentucky's not going to have a year they had last year. I don't think that will ever happen again. So give me South Carolina here. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick the Gamecocks in this one. Moving on down the board, we are about to wrap up this talk. Uh, Let's talk about Washington State and Utah. Two teams that, um, oh, man, the underperforming is is strong with these um, because Utah goes and completely underperforms against USC. And Wazoo, when we thought they were going to finally go, you know, 4-0, we thought they were going to, you know, start off really strong Oh, my gosh. What was that second half against UCLA? You know? Yeah. What was that? What in the world was that? Um, I take the Utes here. The Utes may have lost to USC, but they're still number 19 in the nation. This game is in Utah. You know. No no more Cougar Nation. Give give me the Utes. Wazoo, I mean, fun team to watch, but not good enough. I'm going to take the Devil's Advocate here. I'm going to go with the Cougars. Give me Wazoo here. Washington State averages 52 points, which is one of the highest in the Pac-12. The USCLA game, you have to consider, that was the highest scoring Pac-12 game in history. So give me Wazoo here. Yeah, I'm going to tend to agree. Okay, let's move to uh, the upsets. Yep. The upset alert. Um, I'm going to start off. I've got a night game. Uh, this is going to be a shot in the dark, and they've been a shot in the dark the last couple of weeks. Um, I got the Cornhuskers at home against Ohio State. Oh, that is not a good pick. Well, hey, you told me SMU was I not did. a good pick last week. I did. I, I'm I, taking I, the – I am proud. I am taking Nebraska over Ohio State, another fifth in the country, a 3-1 and one against the 4-0 team. It's going to be a really good game. It's on ABC. Yeah, I, I, um, that's I mine. Do, I do have to apologize to you because I told you SMU was a garbage <laughs> football team and they were going to lose to TCU. Um, and then they wound up beating TCU. Um so, you know, credit credit to you for getting that one right. Um, Let's see what happens. And, you know, frankly, poo on, poo on you, as, uh, TCU, for letting <laughs> SMU come into your house and kick you around. You, Kyle, with, with, that, with that performance, you know what? TCU deserved to lose the iron skillet. <laughs> I mean, honestly, come on, man. You got you let Tyler Page this season have, a, have one reception for 40. Are you kidding me? You're letting Tyler Page be one of the best the best wide receivers. Tyler Page was a starting quarterback for my high school. And he is like he's a great quarterback. They 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 flipped him out to wide receiver. He's rarely played. And you're letting Tyler Page walk all over you. My gosh. I like props to Tyler. Love the guy. But but I mean, come on, TCU. Kyle, who stands out this week? Who's gonna who's gonna go over to someone's house and beat him? Well, so I said Kentucky over South Carolina. Um okay. and, and that was earlier. And we'll write that down. But one more game that I have to, I had to get hyped for. I had to get hyped for this. This is not going to happen. It's not actually going to be an upset. But I have to because it is finally actually an FBS game. Is you know something that's going to be on the radar for like actual national broadcast. The Delaware Blue Hens are out here playing the Pittsburgh Panthers in Pittsburgh, and you know what chance. If I am a betting man, <laughs> I'm not a betting man. I got to go with my blue hens. Let's go, hens. They are they are 27-point underdogs. They are going to get smacked in the face. But dang it, let's go. They are going to put the fight to pit 
And I'm going with my hands this week. Uh, you heard I it first there that. from Kyle Jones. Cole, we'll send it over to you. I love that because that was actually a game I was looking for, for <laughs> one of my upsets. But for my real upset, I have Oklahoma State beating 24th ranked Kansas State. Yeah, that fair. was the other game that's that I that's, that's that was good, the other game I looked at too. Right all righty, that's gonna do it here. Chan- well, let's go over the scoreboard real quick. Chance is two and four. Kyle's two and four, and Cole is trying to pull his own weight at one and four down at the bottom of the barrel. He'll hopefully make up some ground here in the next coming weeks. That's gonna wrap up uh, college football talk. We will come back on the other side of the break and talk about Mizzou football. Sticking right here in the five seven three. Stick with us. You're listening on your Thursday morning. It's Triple Threat here on KCOU eighty eight point one FM Columbia. Sir Baby Girl hits the Midwest October 3rd, one night only at Truman State University in Kirksville, Missouri. Check out 88.7 KTRM's social media website for more info or go to tinyurl.com slash sbbgtsu. From college to MLB, join me, Taylor Renee. And me, Emma Hayes. As we discuss all things baseball on KCOU Sports, first and exclusively female talk show, A League of Their Own. Tune in every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, or online at kcou.fm. Indoor baseball, anyone? Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Triple Tap here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. Mizzou had themselves a game last Saturday against South Carolina in Columbia, Missouri, bringing home the Mayor's Cup for the first time since Barry Odom took over. And my goodness, we, we mentioned this before, Chance. Tiger defense looked stellar. Yeah, they got to they got to Holinsky a time or two, and it was uh, not early on, but it was disastrous uh, moving forward late in the uh, really second quarter onwards. But uh, we got we got a little bit of a little bit of help in breaking down our uh, our analysis for this South Carolina football game. Cole, you mind uh, you mind talking a little bit about who we got to help us here? Yeah, sure. You know, for all, you know, longtime listeners, especially, you know, listen to Kyle and I on the original name of KNC Sports last year, our, one of my good friends who goes to Mizzou as well, Jacob Reef, he, you know, locks, he talks about college football, especially a lot. He is a big Minnesota Golden Gopher and Viking fan. So the Bears are playing the Vikings this week. So had yeah, a little bit of a day about that. But so basically, Jacob is a huge college football fan. He is someone who I talk about college football a lot with. So basically, he had these points to say. The first one was what went well against Mizzou versus South Carolina, especially on the Mizzou side. Well, I think the biggest thing was that uh, obviously Kelly Ryan got going. You know, he was stuck a little bit, especially in the first quarter. But he finally started to get his groove, started to get a lot more yardage for gain, started to find open targets. I think that was the biggest factor. 
at Kalamazoo on the board. Second most important thing, in my opinion, probably would be the defense, you know, with uh, four, essentially 15-point play with Ron L. Perkins, the 102-yard interception pick six. And then at the same time, the uh, heads-up play by Kilgare at the very beginning of the game that gave us seven points that we, in almost any other game, should not have gotten. So those would be my main two factors. So thoughts on that take about what went well against Mizzou versus South Carolina? Hey, you know, that's, that's, that's I mean, absolutely correct. Uh, talking about, you know, Kelly Bryant able to get a stroke in the second half. Uh, the focus on the run game was big for Missouri. Um, and then, of course, the defense. You know, Chance and I mentioned that and mentioned that before you played the call. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the, the the defense for Missouri was just the the most crucial thing for this team. I think without the defense, you know, well, I mean, you look at the points. I mean, yeah. without the defense, this team does not win the football game. No, and I'm really, Missouri's defense is really looking good. Kale Garrett is just, I mean, he is a yeah. muscle tank on that defense. I mean, at, during, during the press conference um, yeah. after the game, uh, one, of the, one of the first questions that got asked to, to Barry Odom was about turnover margins, which he talks a lot about. And then, um, just about you know Kale Garrett in general, and I mean the the majority of the press conference was Coach Odom talking about how much he loves Garrett's IQ, how much he loved how the defense was able to control the turnovers, and just you know general praising of you know what those guys did when they didn't have the ball. And this is the thing too, you know, we talk you know, this is really easy to map out too, but the turnover margin is so important. Yes. I mean, you've got to, now this is the thing. You've this is a two-way thing though. You want to limit your turnovers, but at the same time, that's what you have to take advantage of. Right. And you've got to get the if the ball's on the ground you got to go for it and i know barry emphasizes that every single week but it's just so crucial yeah, in college so football crucial, especially in college football where you know this is not the nfl the ball winds up on the turf yeah a whole lot more in college than it does in the nfl no uh, you know absolutely and i'm really you know and we talk about we you know we we got to credit the offense too i'll tell you i mean larry roundtree larry who, roundtree who, and tyler baby who got the privilege to have class with uh which is kind of cool um has really looked stellar all season Beatty's look good Jonathan Johnson's look good you know who looked, um, you know who looked great on Saturday who who really hasn't looked like you know we we haven't seen it out of him like ever Daniel Parker Jr. Yes. Saturday yes. in South Carolina was the Daniel Parker party. He's the other tight end, right? Yes. He, yeah, because he's he the is one. He's Al Roque yeah, on backup. Yeah, I was going to say, because I was listening to that game, and the crew on the SEC network goes, you know what? I really like Parker Jr. And he, nah, he's not as big in size as Okuwebunam, but he's still got quality talent, and he's still—I mean—he's a quick little dude. He's a quick guy, and he's got the—he's got the hot hands as well. Absolutely, Cole. What do you think? Uh, what's you give us your your two-minute rant about the Missouri Tiger football team thus far? Yeah. So basically, you know, honestly, you know that you have to consider that Wyoming loss. You know, when you talk about this whole season as a whole, but honestly, when you look at the team that went into Laramie and the team that you know beat. West Virginia, the team that beat Southeast Missouri, the team that just beat South Carolina, and the team that will be playing Troy in two weeks, which Kyle Jones will be on the call with. So it's night and day, honestly. It's literally black and white. Like, you're looking at two different teams here. You're looking at 
a Laramie loss that was a team that had no hope in the SEC <laughs> versus a team now that, honestly, that second-place spot in the SEC East is wide open it for seemed, them for taking. It seems a lot more likely now. Heck, I mean, Georgia's going to be, you know, Georgia, uh, you know, if you look at Georgia's schedule, probably going to have a loss to, like, you know, Alabama, right? If you, you think so. If you go into Athens and win that football game, I don't think they will. But if you do, mm-hmm. that top spot in the SEC East is, you know, that's that's still a possibility. And a yeah. one a one loss Mizzou team, if they if they get the SEC East, lock for a New Year's Six Bowl if that postseason ban gets lifted. Heck, a two loss Mizzou team. Yeah. If your two losses are Wyoming and Georgia, lock for a New Year's Six Bowl. Honestly, if the postseason ban gets lifted. Um, but let's move on. Things that the the Tigers need to improve on. From uh, from that game against South Carolina and uh, Cole, you, uh, you, you we had a little bit of assistance with this one too. So go ahead. The offensive unit as a whole took a while to get going, like we saw in the first half, but especially in the first quarter. Um, it was just a very sloppy game, and I think when Mizzou finally, when the offense finally started to get their rhythm, that was when. You know, Mizzou won the game. So, I I think that's once again. I mean, he makes a great point. When when the offense found their rhythm in the second half, when Kelly Bryant started uh, completing passes, started getting his getting his stroke. I mean, that was when things started working. But even on top of that, when the run game really started churning, when Larry Roundtree was finding his holes, when Beatty was popping to the outside to get a short gain, that's when the offense started working. You know? Yeah, I yeah I agree. I think that Kelly. I think we got to get Kelly out of the pocket a little more. I think he, I mean, he's good with his legs. Well, I don't um, think I don't think we need to get Kelly out of the pocket more. Um, Kelly does that himself. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Uh, this is a big thing too. Guess what? You know, and I say this because it, it, it's looked good. The offensive line has yes. impressed me thus far. Yes, and I've got the privilege. I know Tristan Colon Castillo graduated in high school. Um, he's now a junior or senior, I believe. Senior. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's the middleman on that line. But I, I think, yeah, we got a pretty good solid – Mizzou, I should say, has a very nifty little offensive line. And guess what? That's the cushion to Kelly Bryant. I mean, and yeah. in order for everything to work out the way it needs to work out in the system that Barry Odom has produced – with Derek Dooley, you got to have a good offensive line. I really, Missouri's a great football. Missouri looks good, um, especially the defense really showed up on last Saturday, and it really impressed me. But I, I don't see a lot of holes in this Missouri football team yeah. moving forward. I mean, the, the offensive line so far this entire season, not not just in the game against South Carolina, entire season, yeah. seven sacks for a total of 40 yards. I mean, that's when you really start thinking about it, and, you know, some of those sacks are also attributed to Kelly rolling out of the pocket and then getting tackled in the backfield. And you, you at that point, when he goes out to the sideline on his little, you know, hoochamadoodle run, you know, Johnny Manziel style, right? That's when I, st- that's when I stopped calling that a sack, and I, I basically call that a tackle for loss. Hoochamadoodle? Can we go back to that? What, what kind of word is that? That's, that's why I call something that's weird. Anyway, um, looking ahead of the schedule, uh, yeah, I could be wrong. I think Mizzou goes 3-0 and in the next three games. They're going to beat Troy, they beat Ole Miss, and they beat Vandy. I think that's fair. Um, I think that's fair. Now, Ole Miss will be a hurdle. Now, this is what's going to be hard. This is their tough stretch of their season. They, I think they beat Vandy. 
They go to Kentucky. They go to Georgia, and then they return home uh, November 16th to face the Gators, who I don't think will be number 10 by that time. They'll fall off. Late season Florida always falls off. What do you guys think? Let's give our one more little take here. What do you guys think about Mizzou's season moving forward? Do you Anything that needs to change significantly, kind of stay where they're at? What needs to happen? Well, let's talk about Troy first. I know that uh, Dave had he had a, a, uh, some, some thoughts on getting forward to Troy. So Cole, Send it over might- to him. Honestly, I'm hoping to see something similar to what we saw against Demo in West Virginia. Troy is not the team that they used to be when they beat uh, Nebraska last year. They lost their coach. They lost their quarterback to Kentucky, who's now starting with Terry Wilson's absence. But I would probably have to say just stuff them on all fronts, get everything going, maybe get a few reps in for uh, QB2 and QB3 once Kelly's no longer needed. But, yeah. So, so here, here's my take. Um, because Troy, to me, when, when I looked at this schedule, as, as Mizzou fans, you expect a few things when you look at a schedule. Mm-hmm. You expect a loss to Georgia. You expect a loss to an SEC team who they should be beating. Um, and then you expect a random loss to some cupcake school. And I, when I saw this thing, I said, crud, man. Troy's going to be that random loss. Yeah. Because mostly, he mentioned on the call, Troy plays giant killer all the time. They beat Nebraska. They beat LSU on their homecoming two years ago. On their homecoming <laughs> in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Right? I mean, Troy's this they, team. Yeah. Troy's this team that just pops up randomly and kicks you in the butt. So. They beat Boise. They, yeah. They beat Boise. No, they, no, 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 no. They beat Nebraska. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They beat, they beat Nebraska. Mizzou is Troy's only um, mm-hmm. Power 5 school on the schedule this season. Um. And it scares me because they always they always get that win against the Power Five. Mizzou has to be on their game. Yeah, I he talked about you know being able to use different moves. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't. Yeah, I think I Ke- think I think Kelly stays yeah, in the whole game. Yeah, I don't think Mizzou, I don't think Barry's. I don't think Coach Odom's gonna have a lot of flexibility with what he does. I think it's gonna be Troy's not. You know, I like to say that about Wyoming, unfortunately, but it's, it wasn't the case. You know, I, I don't, I don't think Troy's one of these teams you can like Debbie Downer. Exactly. I mean, this is a consistent. This is consistently one of the best teams in the, in the Sun Belt. And yes, it's the Sun Belt. Yeah. But once again, when you're the best team in your conference, the the rest of your conference doesn't always matter. These guys are going to bowl games every season. They're coming up and biting random guys in the butt, like Nebraska, yeah. like LSU. Troy is a giant killer consistently, and if. Mizzou doesn't want to be the giant that gets killed. They have to be on the money on Saturday. Boys, any final thoughts on Mizzou football before we take a break? So basically, you know what Kyle is saying, you know, how Troy is a huge giant killer. This is basically the Achilles heel game. Like, if you take Troy lightly, they will beat you. It's similar to how I would argue Mizzou took Wyoming very lightly. And Wyoming took advantage of that. So if Mizzou takes Troy lightly and offensively, defensively, whatever, Troy will beat them. It's that simple. And and hopefully, yeah, as a Mizzou fan or even just, you know, someone who's looking on and wants to see Mizzou succeed and go deep in a, you know, deep in a postseason potentially, you know, get a good bowl game. 
Um, you, you just you look at this game and you're like, Barry, please tell me that you learned from Wyoming. Yeah. Please tell me that Kelly learned from Wyoming. Please tell me that Kelly learn is learning each game. You know, he's he's. I feel like he's you know, especially against South Carolina, he hung in the pocket a little bit more. He didn't do the you know against West Virginia SEMO, which just roll out to the right. You know, um, he hung in. He he threw a lot more. You know, a lot more passes. He went through his progressions more. I hope that he sees his offensive line is giving him more time and he's adjusting to more time, and that way his decision making is going to elevate. Yep. Um, but they have to be on their game. Yeah, I don't think it's one of those games where Missouri is just going to be able to breeze by. Well, again, Missouri will be in a bye week this weekend. Um, they'll have another full week of preparation next week, and we'll be back Thursday again to talk about the same exact game with you know only two days to separate. Coming up next, we're going to move up to the professional level. Uh, tons of great games, Chiefs, Texans. And so many more teams playing this weekend. Stay with us. You're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM, Triple Threat, on your Thursday morning. We got to fight them back. We got to take it to them. We got to get right in their faces. And what do you say? Are you with me or not? Uh, Finished? Uh, Great speech and all, Doc. Uh, You had them riveted. But uh, didn't you forget something? What? KT secret stuff. <laughs> Lola Bunny, what did you do, Whoa, baby? Nice deltoid. Yeah. Hey, stop hogging it, Mike. We're your on, teammates. You give a guy six rings and he thinks he can have all the secret stuff. Well, anyways. Take it from the second greatest basketball player of all time and the Looney Tunes and tune into KCOU 88.1 FM every Tuesday from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. and every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. for KT Secret Stuff. You're only after our sports and music talk show where we create brand new playlists by the week and have the hottest of hot sports takes. So take it from the Looney Tunes and number two on the all-time NBA players list and tune in to KCOU 88.1 FM every Tuesday from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. and every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. for KT's Secret Stuff. aka Columbia, Missouri. You are listening to Triple Threat with Colt Tusing, Kyle Jones, and I'm Chance Dicklin. Proud to bring you all sports, you know, NFL, professional, college, Mizzou, whatever you want to hear on your Thursday morning as you are commuting wherever you're commuting. We're on the TuneIn app on KCU.FM and, of course, here right on 88.1 FM Columbia. Let's jump right into it. We're going to talk the NFL. We've got a fantastic matchup on tap tonight. At 7.20, the Philadelphia Eagles will travel to the frozen tundra. Not quite frozen yet. 
but they'll face Green Bay tonight. Uh, Green Bay is an incredible three and zero right now on the season. Philly's only one and two. Uh, let's start with Kyle. This is a pretty good NFC matchup. Uh, Green Bay's four and a half point favorite. Uh, Packs, Eagles. Who, 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 what do you think? Gotta take the pack. Gotta take the pack. Eagles, Eagles did not look good in their previous game. Um, they, they really didn't. Um, and, you know, the pack, once again, it's the pack, man. Gotta take, gotta take Rogers. Especially at Lambeau, gotta take Rogers. Rogers! Gotta take Aaron Rogers. <laughs> Go so, basically, as the Bears fan in me, I, 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 I lose lose here. It's either I pick the Eagles or I pick the Packers in Lambeau. But honestly, that Packers defense has looked great so far. And it's going to be played in Lambeau. I can't believe I'm saying this is a Bears fan, but give me the Packers here. Yeah, I think that Rodgers uh, need a little better than Carson Wentz on the season. Um, Carson Wentz right now is 72 of for 118. He's got 803 yards and six touchdowns, so not awful, of course. Um, Devontae Adams, though, for Green Bay has been playing well, 15 receptions, 200, almost 200 yards. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be hard. I like, I like Green Bay in this one. Um, I'm not a big Rodgers fan myself, but I don't think that, I don't think that wins his offense and Philly has what it takes to beat Green Bay at home. And and think about, I think another interesting one is that. Wentz, once again, is going to be out, um, you know, without one of his most potent weapons to Sean Jackson. Um, and, you know, for, for an offense where he needs those guys like Zach Ertz, like Deshaun, to be there for him, Aguilar ain't going to catch the ball. So, uh, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm taking yeah. Green Bay. Next up, we're going to talk about um, hometown matchup for me. Uh, they're not playing home, though. Uh, Kansas City uh, with Patrick Mahomes. And, of course, the Pack will travel to Detroit, the Motor City. Uh, to pay, play the Lions, uh, backed by Stafford, who's really been showing off this season. Yeah, uh, we have two three and three and O teams, right? Um, well, or is, or is not Det- really. Detroit's two Detroit's, zero and one. Detroit's two zero and one. They, they had, had a tie, tie yep. against against uh, against Arizona. Um, here's my deal with this one, right? I cannot go against Kansas City until they give me ample reason not to, you know, to, 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 to do so. I like so, it. I like as, it. I like it, boys. As, as, long as, as long as the Chiefs are giving me no reason to go against them, I'm not going against them. And this one, yes, the Lions have looked good the past two, you know, the past two weeks. They've looked stellar. But the Chiefs are, like, once again, the Chiefs look even better than that. You know? Last time the Chiefs and Detroit played, Chiefs won 45-10. to 10, And similar to what Kyle said, unless there's ample reason, I've got to go with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL right now. <laughs> I Honestly. Love it. I love the, to the, hear the way he's, the way he's trying to my, my here's Here's my one deal, though. I need him to throw to Sammy Watkins more. Yeah. I have Sammy Watkins on my fantasy team, and he's not getting me enough points, in my opinion. I need more. Well, and I had Give da- me more. <laughs> I thought I had Damian Williams, and he was out last, last week, so that didn't help me. But I just think, yeah, like you guys said, you know, I, I, Mahomes is just incredible. What he's putting up, his numbers are just stellar. It's, it's amazing. Um, 80, it's it's, it's, un, it's otherworldly. 82 for 114. He's got 1,195 total yards and 10 touchdowns on the season. Uh, nothing stops me from picking, of course, Kansas City. They are favorite six and a half points. Moving on down the board, we're going to talk about the Bears, yeah, Bears. and the Vikings. Um, yeah, that's Bears. a pretty 
really good uh, stacked NFC matchup as well. That'll be fun um, because Kirk Cousins is actually looking like a halfway decent quarterback. <laughs> yeah. But here's my here's my deal. It's in Soldier. Um, Mitch Trubisky, you know, that offense is having a few issues, but the defense is like, I mean, you still can't go against that Bears defense. Uh, once again, unless they give me ample reason not to, i got to go with the Bears because of that defense, especially in Soldier. Yeah, that Bears defense, you know, great. You know, Khalil Mack, you know, Trevathan, that whole front, that whole front is just arguably the best in the NFL. And just the offense that just, it's, it, it pains me as a Bears fan, even though Trubisky looked decent against Washington and Taylor Gabriel had three touchdowns in the first half. It, it's just that offense that's the Achilles yes. heel for the Bears being yes, a true Super Bowl contender. It is, and no, I agree. But but you have to you have to think because the offense looked decent last year. You have to think that at some point I, it's going to it's going to not necessarily turn around, turn around. But you're going to see that offense at least go somewhere. This is something I've been talking about with a couple of friends of mine. I we I think Trubisky's got to get a little better. Um, I he's not quite a who, little better. Yeah, I get. You're gonna say a lot better, aren't you? I mean, I think there's there's room for improvement on that in that offense. I think if he, I, they're a good football team. Don't get me my, wrong. Here's my take on Trubisky. The team as a whole is 29th in the NFL in offense, and he has the lowest QBR out of any starting QB in the league right now. Yeah. No. That's my take on Trubisky. No, I, I I certainly agree. It's a 3.30 ball game there on CBS uh, in the Windy City, of course. Moving on down the board, Kyle, your Houston Texans ta- travel to the Carolina to take on Grayson Rainey's Panthers. Yeah, you know, and this what is... What do you think? Well, they don't travel to Carolina. This is an NRG. Oh, it is? Okay, yeah. then we have it backwards on this. Okay, that's yeah. fine. This is an NRG. Yeah. Cam Newton's out, um, potentially. Uh, if he's not out, he's still dealing with some injury. What do you seen from Deshaun Watson so far? I mean, Deshaun's look good. Um, Deshaun's look really good. Um, he is, you know, to his detriment. Um, he's he's been, you know, placed on a team with a GM who doesn't know how to sign O lineman, um, and a coach who doesn't actually know how to coach football. But he's making the most of the situation. No, um, I agree. I mean, this this is the Texans' game to lose. Frankly. They're in, you know, they're in Houston. They've got the they got the crowd rocking. Deshaun's playing the best he has ever played. Um, the defense is, I mean, looking like they're back to at least being somewhat good, you know, um, a- allowing only twenty points per game. Um, you know, allowing four hundred yards a game, which could be better, but still not bad. Um, I mean, JJ Watts looking, you know, the, the rumors of his demise were were greatly exaggerated. I'll take the Texans here. Yeah, I actually, uh, so I think two summers ago, I I got to travel to NRG Stadium. Just, I mean, it's a beautiful place. It's it's amazing. Um, I have McCaffrey in fantasy, so I'm hoping he shows up, of course. Um, Cole, what do you think? Yeah, I as well also have McCaffrey in fantasy. And honestly, McCaffrey may be the best running back in the NFL so far. And honestly, you know, Obviously, you know, for tall Deshaun, you know, Watson's credit and everything, that Houston O-line needs some work because once they get some work, Deshaun Watson will be able to prove himself as to why he's a great quarterback. But give me the Panthers here. Let's make it quick. We've got the Skins and the Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones, man, he looked incredible, and I think he's helping that New York offense. Yeah, honestly, I, I take the Giants here um, because the, the Redskins suck. <laughs> 
Um, they really suck. <laughs> I also, I also have a moral, I also have a moral battle with, uh, with ever supporting the Redskins. Um, but, but I mean, the, the New York Giants, I think, are going to win this football game. Cole, Skins or Giants, real quick. Honestly, with all of you know the Daniel Jones, you know stuff, especially when you know the draft, you know happened, you know now that he, you know had that game winner against Tampa Bay, pump the brakes a little bit because let's all remember what draft day what all Giants fans remember when Gelman announced that he was going to take Daniel Jones with that sits overall pick so pump all the brakes you know saying you know Danny Dimes and all that you know comparing him to Baker Mayfield but uh, it might be good honestly <laughs> it might be good to compare him to Baker Mayfield now since Baker's falling off honestly give me Washington here only for the same reason of I have Terry McLaren on fantasy and he has looked <laughs> Amazing. All righty. And final We're game. Wrap it up with Sunday Night Football. Really a stellar matchup to uh, Dallas. Dak Prescott. The Saints. Teddy Bridgewater. Especially, is he, I don't know, is Drew Brees, nope. he's Drew, still out? Drew's out, Drew's okay. out for six weeks. So we got we got the Bridgewater, the Bridgewater show Teddy down there Sh- in Teddy showing the Super New Dome. Orleans. Okay, what do you got? Real quick. Saints. Kyle. Take the Saints. Cowboys. Ooh, interesting. I'm going to take the hometown Saints. All righty, that's good. Hey, one more Monday Night Football Steelers-Bengals. I take I take I take Steelers. Woo! I take AFC. I I, t- I take Steelers. The Bengals are I, terrible. Steelers, Steelers Nation. I've got to take the Steelers here as well. Like the Bengals are rebuilding, even though Steelers yeah. don't have a lot of weapons. They still have Juju Smith. They still have James Conner. It's been a little bit disappointing, but it's still James Conner. Quick break. When we come back, uh, what's your take and favorite moment? So, so, uh, <laughs> as Cole turns me off, stay tuned. You listen to Kansas. You know Tune in to Hiding Tight every Friday at 9 a.m. as I, Wilson Strong, and Logan Crone, as we talk the latest news on and off the field of Major League Baseball every Friday at 9 a.m. and on Spotify. Circle backboard? Every Thursday morning from 10 to 11 on KCOU 80.1 FM and KCOU.FM. And welcome back to Triple Threat. Here on KCOU 88.1 FM, we're going to do a very quick version of what's your take between Cole and I here. And what's your take this week is, is Antonio du- Antonio Brown done with the NFL? Cole, you go first. Yes, because he's now going to be a student athlete at Central Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Online student athlete. He'll be playing he'll be playing eSports. Uh, no, uh, he, he's done. <laughs> he's, he's done. He uh, He's absolutely finished. I mean, the bridges he burned, the way he you know conducted himself, and now also with the sexual assault allegations... He's he's over. And you know it didn't have to end this way. It didn't. He could have, you know, he could have been a model human and just, you know, done his job in Oakland. But no. 
Um, you know, so yeah, he's, he's over. It's over. And finally, uh, quick fire round of favorite moment in sports this week. Cole. So honestly, my favorite moment was the Bears Redskins game where the Bears offense, honestly. Well, not Redskins. Uh, whoever, oh, yeah, I guess it was last the Redskins. Week. Yeah, last week. The Bears winning that and the offense not looking too bad. That was my favorite moment in sports this week. Chance. Kyle. Okay, I'll go first. to you. I'll, I'll, I'll go second then. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with... Oh, crud, I had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, well, crud, now I can only think of Zach Greinke almost getting a no-hitter last night, but that's not what it was going to be. Um, um, <laughs> Astros clinched the division. Let's go with that. They, they, clinch, they clinched the AL West. Always got to be happy nice. about that. Uh, to round out the pack, Ned Yost. Yeah. He is retiring. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee. He was with Milwaukee from 03 to 08. And then, of course, at the K from 10 to 19, uh, he had a total record of 1,144 and 1,238. So, a uh, good, you know, fantastic season. I know the fans love him in Kansas City as they shall in Milwaukee. Kyle, we're going to send things over to you from one last word. Yep. Um, well,. Enjoy your week, folks, because it's going to be a fun weekend in sports. Uh, weather in Columbia is getting better, so enjoy that. Um, you've been listening to Triple Threat here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia, online KCOU.FM, and don't forget to listen to us on the TuneIn app if you're uh, on your mobile or wherever you get a TuneIn app. Uh, but uh, have a wonderful rest of your day, week, and uh, listen to us again next Thursday, same time, same place, 11 to noon here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. The day college radio comes.